face for radio. Hit, 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 hit it. My friends call me the club man. We're going to call you a kid diddler. What the fuck did you just do, buddy? Yeah, next time, don't murder anybody in the <laughs> yeah. bar. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. I don't want any new friends. They're all human, no tail. Yeah, I want to come on the pod, pod, pod. I've heard about this. <laughs> PJ, you were a professional Santa. Can you eat the cigarette butts? How long is this tapeworm diet going to take? We'll check that <laughs> on instant replay. <laughs> You're a naughty boy. You're ruining it. How old were you when you guys were drinking a keg of beer? Maybe eight. Now we are recording. Let me pull up the doc. Okay. Okay, fine. Okay. Welcome to episode 22 of the I've Heard It Both Ways podcast where we are recording. 22. We're recording on the road. We are literally on the road recording with our new device we got in anticipation of Exotica. So this is like our test run episode to see if like we'll be able to record stuff on our phone. Uh, PJ's taking a picture right now. Uh, where are we exactly? Right now we're in Mundelein. Okay, we're in Mundelein off of... 294 we just came from the north shore sports club which you are a member no i just go there all the time membership the membership's too expensive um is that like a scam where they just kind of like they're like oh yeah you could be a member and save like ten dollars a year if you come a hundred times um yeah that one it's like because they have different levels of membership but it's all like you get you get like 10 free rounds of shoot like hours of shooting or whatever but then you get like money off the food there like a locker uh and a locker room pass and like free gun cleaning it's like do they have like fun. showers in the locker room i what don't know i've room? never been in there i don't know um so it's i remember only benefits i saw their restaurant and it looked like normal their food is actually fucking awesome well it must be because i saw a sign that said you can order from there off of grubhub and uber eats yeah. so like you're ordering food like you have to go into the gun club to get to the food the yeah, restaurant you, you go through the gun showroom to yeah like you can't just like walk in so like whoever's picking up that food is walking oh the uber like yeah. uber eats or whatever he's like uh i think i'm here for some food they need to make an uber eats commercial out of that where the idiot driver is like i'm going to pick this up but it looks like a gun store uh, to me. i think it's a gun right ra- yeah no that that's the right place i want the uh I want the brisket sandwich. Yeah, give me the double cheeseburger with homemade fries. Double cheese. Okay, can we talk about, like, the one... So we went for some, like, event. They were, like... It was a company, and they were, like, letting everyone yeah, shoot C- their products. Yeah, USA. Yeah. Come shoot their guns, which... Not a lot, not a lot to write home about on the on their pro- product wise. Yeah, products were not a letdown, but just not what we were not expecting. What, not what I was looking for. Although yeah. the the only thing was the Scorpion, which was pretty sweet. Which, but it would have been a lot sweeter if they had, at least had a one point sling, if not a brace. That definitely went over ninety five percent of our listeners' heads. Oh, but. 
Um, so we need to talk about that Eastern European guy who was wearing a rug. Who, Allegedly. Uh, yeah, Allegedly. we're not sure. I didn't go touch it, but I guess we could drive back and check it out. Yeah, we could go check in on him, see what's up. Um, so he goes up and is like, so basically you pay $10 and you can shoot all of their guns for as long as you want, as many times as you want until they leave. Correct. And this guy walks up and is trying to like tough talk them he's good price i buy today he's like no not what yeah he's like not what we're doing here guy i want to try this and they're like okay that's fine like go sign up blah 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 and he he like puts his hand out and is like no if it shoot good i buy today it's good price i take today like dude it's 10 fucking dollars and you can test drive like the 10 guns they have is 10 dollars a good price yeah it's good price and then they were like oh by the way you can't buy it today because it's on back order so all you can do is put in an order i think that like blew that guy's mind yeah where they were like oh yeah like you uh we we have to like wait until they have one to give us we can't just order one. That's not how this works. Yeah, and then they, um, like, we got a gun, went out to the range, shot it for a couple minutes, blah, 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 and we're bringing it back, and the guy was, like, still talking to them. We switched out guns again, go, come back, and then the guy's finally going to, like, sign up to pay the $10, and I look over, and I was like, dude, look at that guy's hair. And you're like, what? I'm like, there's no way that's yeah, fucking like, that's real. A, that's a rug, and I was, like, kind of, I was like, mm. Yeah, it checks out. It's one of those, like, it was a pretty good hairpiece or very bad hair. It one or the gone, other. It could have gone either way. I'm leaning towards hairpiece. Should we just go back and get a picture of him? Uh, what's the deal with, like, taking pictures of random people at a shooting range? Probably not the best idea. Yeah, it's very frowned upon, especially because, like... One of the employees there was talking to a customer, and they were like showing off their everyday carry. Oh, knives. every single every single person who works there is carrying at least one firearm. Well, no, yeah, that's a fact because like you can't get robbed as a gun store. Like you need to be able to defend your store. Yeah, but they were like their knives, which are basically like what's the term for them? Like they're switchblades, but out, they're not out the front. Yeah, so you basically just push a button. You push a button and then the blade comes out, and then you push the button and the blade goes Retracts. back. Retracts. Yeah. yeah, it's um, very intense. I thought they were illegal in Illinois. Switchblades, even uh, out the front automatics, are legal if you have a Foyd card. Oh, so you, as long as you can so own a firearm, yeah, you can have a switchblade. Yeah. Well, then maybe we should go. Actually, no, we're not going back, so I can't buy one because they're way too expensive there. No, I would, I would definitely not suggest you purchase one there. I'll buy the Chinese knockoff. Thank you very much. Well, where it'll break in the person when I stab someone. Yeah, I have, one, I have some Chinese knockoff ones that. They're fun to play with. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so this episode will be... We're going to review The Dirt. We both watched it. We both watched The Dirt. You watched it twice. I watched it twice. Kristen didn't want to watch it last night. She didn't want to watch it twice? No, she didn't watch it twice. I watched it without her, and then she didn't want to watch it last night, and then we were going to bed, and I'm like, well, fuck it. She's going to fall asleep in two minutes. Yeah, and so I put it on. Line it up again. She, yeah, she comes out of the bathroom and is like, didn't we just talk about how we weren't going to watch it? I'm like, no, no, no. We're not going to watch it. We talked about how we are not yeah. going to watch it. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it right now, and you're going to fall asleep. And so she was like huffing and puffing, whatever. Um, and then caught her laughing a few times oh, in like the first wow. 20 minutes. So she might be back. I might be watching it a third time. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the dirt thoroughly. So I liked it. I thought it, it was good. 
But, like, full disclosure, and I know you are too, but, like, I'm a big Motley Crue fan. Yeah. I read the book, and the book is fantastic. Um, so, like, I was expecting a lot out of this movie, but I also, like, was expecting it to be, like, decent regardless of... Decent to me, regardless of, like, how bad it actually was. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I went into it too, because I was like, I'm... I, I didn't read the book. I know... I mean, I know the story, obviously, yeah. but... It's an interesting take on that story. Well, so the book, because I'm sure everyone who's listening has not read it. Um, basically, like, when all the VH1 Behind the Musics came out, they... Wait, side note. Do you know that? Independence Grove we're driving by right now? No, what is Independence Grove? That's where I was your date to the wedding. After oh, that, my God. After that girl bailed. So this is like... 10 years ago? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 10 years ago, I got invited to a wedding, and they plus one me, which is stupid, because, like, you shouldn't plus one anyone who is not dating anybody or, like, 22 years old. Like, Correct. just don't give them a plus one. So you, you hit both those. Yeah, so... I asked this girl to go, and she was like, oh, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 it's fine. Um, and then, like, a couple days before, she was like, hey, I have to go home this weekend. Like, I can't go to the wedding. I was like, uh, yeah, thanks for bailing on me. And she was like, well, my parents See, called me, <laughs> and they're getting divorced, so I'm going home right now, and, like, not expecting to be back home until Monday. And I was like, I wasn't sure if it was, like, true or not and like this is just Facebook like there wasn't Instagram at the time so like I'm like okay let's see and like the weekend Did some Facebook stalking yeah she was like tagging herself with her like brother and sister and stuff so like she was home it checks out yeah I don't know if her parents ever got divorced because I really didn't bring it up again because that's not something that like it's awkward you, yeah you talk about awkward with people conversation you don't but, want to bring that up yeah so what was that Independence Grove Independence Grove yeah um shout out to the couple that got married who ended up not getting an invite to my wedding because like we haven't really talked much <laughs> in the last like six years was so... it was it in any way linked to you bringing me as your date to their wedding no we talked for years after but <laughs> hadn't really talked for like the last six years so okay side note there side, it is yeah side note that's part that's part I, of the fun part of having a driving how podcast. did you remember i never knew where it was i could never think about where this place was but well, i, I mean this is like I live up here, so I know what stuff is. Okay, so that makes sense. Uh, but back to the dirt. Yes. The book was written because uh, everyone was asking him to do a VH1 behind the music, and they were like really pissed at how a lot of bands that they liked or like were very familiar with the inner workings of were mm -hmm. portrayed on on VH1. Yeah. Like so they were basically like, well, to control the narrative, like we want to edit it, blah blah blah. And VH1's like, uh, no fucking way. Um, so then they decided. And Netflix like, was like, yeah, for sure. No, this is two thousand one. So they're like, All I, right, yeah, fuck but that's it. I'm... yeah. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna write our own book then instead. But we're all four of us are going to get together. Like we're going to try and get a lot of players involved. So basically, like 
you read a foreword to a chapter and it's by um, like the main focus of that chapter, whether it be like Vince, Nikki, Tommy, or Mick, or Doug, one of their managers, or the other guy's name, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, or just like their wives or girlfriends at the time or whatever. Like they got, you get a very interesting perspective of like, hey, here's what's going to happen and here was my thought process at the time. Here's my thought process now like 20 <laughs> years later yeah. looking back at, at it and then they like explain everything it was a pretty good like dive in because it's it's the story told by the guys who were involved it's not like yeah, they lived they lived it yeah it's not one guy writes a book and like it's like well i wasn't really involved in this but i here's what they told me about it like yeah. it's the people who were involved and it's very interesting like if you just want to like hear a story about like the highs and lows of just life not just a music business but life um it's a quick read in the fact that like you don't want to put it down because like each page is exciting whether it be like a highlight or a low light but yeah it's a it's a wild story definitely work worth a read and side note Nikki Six's book the heroin diaries also a read because he yeah he saved all of his diaries from when he was Doing a thousand dollars worth of heroin a day. Yeah, and so he like wrote in the diaries, and so basically like his book is the same type of way where he was like, hey, he'll he'll you read his diary excerpt from a certain day, and then one of the people involved in that writes about like what it was like either for kind of, him, yeah, watching that unfold from their point of view. Yeah, and it's unreal. Like it's one of those books that like. It's so interesting, but you have to put it down because it's, like, too intense to read. Yeah. You can't, like, fucking believe it. But let's get into the dirt. I took some notes. Uh, directed by Jeff Tremaine, who is... Of, of Jackass fame. Yeah, he directed all the Jackass movies, the shows. He also directed and is, like, the co-creator of the TV show on WWE Network, Swerved, which is, like their punked slash jackass show like it's basically like they either are punking the wwe superstars or they're using them to like to punk, punk people. other people yeah that's, that's awesome there was one with seth rollins when he was the wwe champion and it was at the uh, all-state arena in rosemont and they wouldn't like they had the security guard not let him into the arena <laughs> and they're like no you're not on the list and he was like dude look at the fucking bus that's me like, and he that's was my like face like what the fuck yeah he was like i don't know man i guess it kind of looks like you but like there are a lot of people who look like you coming through here and he was like dude i have the belt and he was like you know you can buy those for like 300 bucks right <laughs> uh and he was getting like so pissed and like they must have to edit it because like uh, whatever i don't want to get into that but that's fine he also directed a callback to last week's episode with your american Airlines snafu he directed the safety video they air on the plane oh god that stupid shit that one where they're telling you not to like vape and there are like hands coming out of the guy's yeah, back yeah. taking it away yeah that, that's some weird stuff that was jeff tremaine's handiwork um it stars let's see i'm trying to use my phone and record at the same time so it stars um douglas booth as nikki six who i think was casted just because he kind of looks like him yeah like it's a pretty good look alike for someone who is an actor already like he's been in other stuff nothing famous but he's 
been in stuff um, and kind of looks like Nikki Six. Uh, Colson Baker, aka Machine Gun Kelly, who I thought of all the characters portrayed him the most accurately. I don't know what you felt, but I felt that like he was very good in terms of like being tall lanky and just like a happy puppy all the time oh yeah that that's what i was gonna say he was probably the most accurate which yeah if you ever watch any old motley crew interviews like that's how tommy lee was like all i thought all the characters were like the portrayals were very good so is mick mars actually that fucking strange yes uh, but let's continue. Daniel Weber is yes. Vince Neal. And, okay, so... He was pretty good, too. He's a good Vince Neal. Yeah, he was one of those... Actually, I'll get into that in a second, so let me go. So, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but Ian Rion, or whatever the fuck, however you say his name, sure. it's spelled I-W-A-N, last name R-H-E-O-N. He plays Mick Mars. He also plays Ramsey Bolton. He is the most famous actor out of the four, if you exclude Machine Gun Kelly, who I always thought was a boxer before this movie came <laughs> out. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, the most famous in terms of, like, stuff you would have known these other people from. Yeah. Um, and then David Costable plays Doc McGee, their manager, who was also playing Doug Thayer. It's a two, they had two managers at the time, um, but they just like morphed him into one. Uh, he is most famous as playing Wags on Billions. So that's where you might know yeah, him Yeah, he's... I, I have to look... I should have looked it up. Um, he's definitely been like a not a main actor in anything like huge but he has like a ton of small parts in a bunch of stuff he's the voice of the home depot ads hey um but it also stars pete davidson the comedian who used to date of, of fame as used to date ariana grande and currently currently dating kate beckinsale yeah. um also was on saturday night live or rights for saturday whatever yeah um has butthole eyes <laughs> um but so okay the acting I couldn't tell if the acting was really good or really bad. And on the second watch, I decided that it was really good because their portrayals are just, like, really accurate. Like, it's hard when you're playing someone who exists and, like, someone can go watch video of Of them? Yeah. And be like, compare, yeah. yeah. And granted, the... All of Motley Crue and a lot of the people who were written about in the book played a role in the movie in terms of, like, background stuff and helping the band get the characters right. So I think a lot of work went into that. And I think I thought the acting was pretty good. Like, knowing, knowing the band outside of this movie, I think they did a pretty good job of um, just acting like them i guess whatever so yeah, uh, yeah it's more it's like a portrayal yeah that's not to say that like this movie didn't have bad actors or anything i thought so i guess we can get right into the movie um there were a lot of things i liked a lot of things i didn't like the opening sequence when they're at motley Crue's party in their house yeah is maybe one of like the funniest two minutes to open a movie i've ever it's seen it's a really strong opening yeah right? down I, the street from the whiskey a go-go i don't want to like spoil it for those who haven't watched it but if you just want to watch the first two minutes 
it's definitely worth it for the shock value. So yeah, it's good. Please it's, go watch that. It opens very strong. Yeah, and then um, then they get right into Nikki Six's childhood, which on my second watch, I fast forwarded through that five minutes because it's very tough. Like, you're watching a kid who's supposed to be, like, 10 or 11 years old. Um, His mom is a terrible mother. It's a revolving door of guys. And he ends up, like, cutting himself and calling the cops and getting his mom arrested, blah, blah, blah. And I guess I can just get into it right now, but I was going to talk about it at the end. Is anyone more full of themselves than Nikki Six is? (laughs) Because if you watch the whole movie, like... He, nothing he does is wrong, including, like, his heroin addiction and everything. Like, he screws up, doesn't apologize for it, is just trying to, like, fix it later, but won't, like, admit fault ever. He's just a guy who is, like... I mean, obviously now he acknowledges that. It's When he says in the movie, he's like... He's like, yeah, and I always thought it was like everyone else was ruining the band, and then they cut to him like shooting up heroin. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, maybe it was my maybe fault. Maybe it was my fault. Yeah, yeah, fifty years later, forty <laughs> years later. Um, Hindsight's twenty twenty. Then, do you want to know the worst line from this movie? When Pete Davidson brings his girlfriend to the first show, oh, and his. Vince Vince Neal ends up banging his girlfriend in the dressing room without him knowing about it and then they go up on stage blah 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 and it cuts to the camera and he goes he's like yeah so I didn't find out about my girlfriend banging the band until many years later and I was very upset about it but he goes I learned a very important lesson don't bring your girlfriend around Motley Crue because Motley Crue will fuck your girlfriend. Yes. And that has to go down as maybe one of the worst lines in, like, all of movies ever. I can't believe that, like, Pete Davidson, who is a very funny guy, said that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it was in the book, and, like, it was shitty in the book, but, like, whatever. Um, no wonder your girlfriend went to go fuck the band if, like, this is your personality. Yeah, but I, I mean, if it was in the book and then they made it in the movie, too... I'm sure that they were like, I, they fucking love that. Like, oh, don't leave your girlfriend with us or we'll fuck her. So there are a lot of lines in the movie that are bad, but like they were in the book and it just, I don't know, most of it is good in the book. It's not good in the movie, but the storyline is good in the movie. Yeah. Um, like the Ozzy storyline when he's snorting lines of ants and licking up his own piss <laughs> and Nikki Six's pick. And Nikki's piss. piss, yeah. Yeah, so I, when I was reading the book, I thought, like, I was, like, laughing and shocked as I'm reading that. Maybe because I knew it was coming, it wasn't, like, a big payoff for me. I don't know. What did you think of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was... It felt a little over the top. Like, I mean, why it, the it, fuck it, is he wearing a dress? Like, what? I don't know. Yeah, I, it happened. So, like, it, yeah, it obviously that's the happened. problem with, like, truth is, like, yeah. a lot of this movie feels, like, over the top. But, but like, it all actually yeah, happened, it, which, it is happened the, which is so. the craziest thing about the movie. Exactly. But I guess, like, I don't know. It was, like, it was too fast. And that is, like, my main problem with the whole movie is that the movie moves way too fast and it's it's a hundred minutes from like the start of the movie till the end of the credits where they're doing the side by side with pictures which we'll get into later but it's a hundred minutes and the book is like 400 pages or whatever it's a 
pretty thick book with two C's. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it just, like, it moves too fast, and I think that is, like, a big problem why people aren't going to, may not like it, because it literally is, like, jumping as quick as it can to the next thing. But they wanted to include so much, and... It's yeah, too hard to shorten a lot of things. Yeah, it's, it's either like, okay, it's going to be like an hour and a half long movie. Yeah. And it's going to move real fast or it's going to be like a fucking three hour movie and they're going to cover everything. Yeah. you. And like, I think the way that they did it, I think it worked well. Yeah, you can't win either way. It's either too short or too long. Like no one's ever going to say it's like the right amount of time. But I think it's short enough at 100 minutes to where a lot of people are going to give it a try and watch it. So I don't know. that. That's my main gripe, the pacing. Um, so one of the things they get into, like, right, I feel like it's like 10 minutes into the movie and I looked and it was like 40 minutes in. So like not a big deal. But when Vince gets in the car accident with Razzle from Hanoi Rocks, who apparently was like a budding star at the time, like Hanoi Rocks was supposed to be like a real big band. Like they were about to make it. Um, and then they get in a car accident Vince was drunk behind the wheel and Razzle died in the car accident. Um, and that was one of the multiple low points of Vince Neal's life. Like he goes to jail for 30 days, has to get sober, and he's the first one of the band to get sober. Um, but as he's getting sober, the rest of the band is strung out on heroin or just drinking Drink, vodka. Drinking like, vodka straight out of the bottle, like fucking water. Yeah. Or doing a shitload of blow. Yeah, and that was something that, like, I felt that, like, I saw Razzle come on stage, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is 10 minutes into the movie, and that's why I looked, and it was, like, 40, so it is what it is. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. That was one, like, the low points in this movie are, they're very well done, but I feel like they're kind of crammed in. Um, one of the next funniest scenes after that is when they do a day in the life of Tommy Lee when he's like, oh, I wake up at 8 p.m. or whatever to a phone call. I'm handcuffed to my bed. Um, I go to the blah, 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 whatever. So he gets hammered, goes to the show. He comes out of the show, and they go right to a strip club, and he goes to, like, throw money on a girl dancing, and he does, and then he instantly pukes all over the stripper. Yeah. Do was... you know? And this this comment is going to be for an audience of two people. Um, <laughs> do you know who that stripper was in real life, like the actress playing the stripper in real life? I do not. It was Jenna Hayes. <laughs> so that, or at least it looked like her. I had to like pause and go back and Kristen was sleeping and I was like, oh my God, please don't wake up while I'm pausing. And there's just like a naked girl on screen and I'm pulling out my glasses like, uh, to make sure yeah. it's who I think it is. I'm doing some research for the podcast. It's fine. But now that I'm saying it, is Jenna Hayes dead? dead i have no idea i guess it's a question no she's not oh my god duh she's not um when we went to exotica last year with one of this one of the person who one of the people who that comment was for um there was a sign for her and we were like oh we should get a picture with her and send it to the other guy who that comment was for those are the two people involved um and there was a guy waiting in line like one guy standing at the booth and i have a picture which i will post to instagram um he was standing at her booth waiting and had flowers he had like a bag of trinkets for her and stuff and so like 
like we were walking around the festival, blah, blah, blah. And like an hour goes by, we like swung by that guy's still waiting. She's nowhere to be seen. And then like, we get a little closer to hear him on the phone and he's like bitching to someone about how she's running late and he has to go soon. And he brought all this stuff for her and blah, blah, blah. Like that is an insane thing to do. Yeah. That's uh, definitely not normal. Yeah. So we're pretty pumped to have this recorder. Um, so we can go to Exotica. Yeah, and ask him and be like, Excuse hey, man. Me, sir, do you have a, can I can I take a few minutes of your time? I have some questions for you. First off, uh, what's your deal? Second off, how dare you? <laughs> um, so, okay, he pukes on Jenna Hayes. Um, this was a big part. This next part was a big part in the book when Nikki Six overdoses. Um, the first time he overdosed, the only, the only two times he overdosed, he was shot up by someone else. And I guess if you're a junkie, getting shot up by someone else is like a very good way to be overdose or to overdose because you don't know how much is going in, blah, 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 whatever. Not that you're all there to begin with, but like that's an easy way to overdose. So the only two times he overdosed were the two times he was shot up by someone else. Anyways, first time they're having a party at his house, blah, blah, blah. They don't mention it in the movie, but you clearly see someone dressed as him. I don't know if you caught it, but did you see someone dressed as Slash sleeping on the couch? Mm. From Guns N' Roses, obviously, yeah. for those who don't know. Uh, Is that in the, like... It's in the book. It's in Slash's book as well. Oh, no. Um, I was going to say which part, which part, like how, where is it in the movie? When he, right before he overdoses. Like they're going through his like apartment. Oh. Yeah. There's a guy sleeping. Like they literally just pan up from the front door and there are like people crashing all over, okay. like nodding out. And there's someone that who, yeah, yeah, clearly no, I... looks like Slash. They don't mention him, him, him by name in the movie, but in... Nikki Six's book, in Motley Crue's book, and in Slash's book, they all talk about how Nikki Six and Slash were like heroin running buddies. Like they were getting high together, scoring together, like doing all that shit on and off together. And Slash was at the party that Nikki Six's Nikki Six overdoses on. Um, but the best line in that scene is when they're in the ambulance and they can't get him to come back and they're about to pronounce him dead. And the one guy goes, No, man, that's Nikki Six. Motley Crue's basis is not dying in my ambulance <laughs> yeah which nobody knows if like that guy really said that or not nikki six swears by it but he was legally dead at the time they just didn't pronounce him and the ambulance guy like never came forward it's just like sunset strip lore it's, so it's just one of those things yeah, so we don't know. Either way, like, it's the a pretty good... The basis for Motley Crue's not dying in my ambulance. Yeah, it's a pretty good line either way. But the best part of that scene, and, like, it's unbelievable that it happened in real life. Nikki Six like, walks out of the hospital, goes to his dealer, scores, and shoots up hours after walking out of the hospital overdosing. That's a power move, for yeah, sure. Yeah, power moves only. Um... <laughs> Then the other low point was fucking... It sucked because it's real life. Vince Neil's daughter gets cancer and dies. Yeah. And I thought it was, like, pretty heartbreaking to, like, see that. Because, like, it's not a movie. Like, it happened in real life. Like, had it been, like, a fictional movie, it's one thing. But, yeah, like, they but did a pretty like good they, job. They did a good job, yeah. Yeah, of showing, like, his love. Him and his wife aren't getting along. But, like, his love 
for his daughter and like she's just so helpless getting cancer and he doesn't know what to do to tell her that like it's gonna be okay he tries it just like yeah she's so young what do you do um but that was like a pretty either they did like a good job with it but again the pacing was like so fast yeah they, that it's was like, like high low high yeah. low your body can't like acclimate itself to the movie but because that yeah because that was like they ran past that like pre, like five minutes yeah it was real life so like what do you do but it it is what it is it like it happened so here they are and then this is back to the Nikki six like being full of themselves story <laughs> and both parties had to sign an nda so we don't know nobody knows what happened like they neither side can talk about it but motley crew owns their masters which like any band ever does not own their masters like they get the songwriting money they get the performance money of the song but like the company the record company can put out that song on whatever cd they want to they can sell it to whatever movie they want to if you own the masters you own the rights to selling it off to however you want to do it mm -hmm. um and there are two schools of thought the movie leads you to believe that motley crew owned electra records one more record and they just were not in a position to fulfill that contract um and electra records owed them some money at the time and to basically like square the deal they just gave um you want to stop in uh, do I want to stop in the Ferrari showroom? No, I do not. It's actually Lake Forest sports cars. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so Electra Records was basically like, hey, we'll, we'll call it Square. We'll give you your rights to your masters, which anybody worth a salt in the record company would never give yeah. that deal. They'd be like, no, no, no. Like, we'll fight you tooth and nail. Yeah, because they could, they could have owed them that much money where they're like, oh, yeah, here, just... Uh take take the masters and then we'll we'll be cool exactly so i don't know like what the deal is the other the other story i read about it was that motley crew when they signed their first deal with electra records was so big in la at the time like they were selling out every venue and it's not big ones like a thousand or two thousand people yeah but they were selling out every venue every night they played and they would play like three nights in a row every week so they had a lot of pull and a lot of record companies fighting over them. And there was rumors that the contract stipulated that at the end of the deal, Motley Crue would retain the rights to their masters. So choose what you want to believe. The only people who know the truth are Electra Records and Motley Crue, but neither of them can talk about it. So it is what it is. But like, it's insane to think that this band got out of their contract by just being like hey give us our masters and we'll call it even and then went on to release like 40 greatest hits albums and like that's the reason that motley crew has any money left because at that point in their career they were broke as shit they spent every dollar they had on booze drugs and hookers so well that's <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just think the story of Molly Crew is just, it's, it's very interesting. Like, there's so much shit that, like, you can't believe they did. You can't believe other people let them do. And you can't believe that, like, people signed contracts for this. But whatever. Yeah. It, it is what it is. The music in the 
movie I thought was good. It was a lot of their early stuff, um, which I prefer, uh, except for Kickstart My Heart, which they saved until the end credits when they did a side-by-side of, like, every scene they shot for the movie and then the scenes in real life that were yeah, recorded for whatever or whatever reason. they had, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like which, Tommy's uh, wedding. Oh, my God, the picture... <laughs> When Nikki Six is high on heroin at Tommy Tommy Lee's wedding to Heather Locklear as his best man, he's standing there taking a picture. His, Tommy is his, so pissed. His eyes in the like actual picture. Yeah, he looks like fucking possessed. He looks like okay. So the what they did in the movie, it looks crazy, and you're like, oh my god, whatever, blah blah blah. Then you see the real yeah, life then picture, you see the actual picture, you're like. Holy shit, I don't know if they did it justice. No, they didn't because like I don't think anybody could unless they were yeah, as zonked out as he was. Heroin like that. Yeah. It's unreal, but we're gonna post that picture to the Instagram because that it, it's insane. But um I don't know. It it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. The only problem is that song gets me so fucking amped up that like I can't. It took me forever to fall asleep after that. Uh, do you remember at my bachelor party when we went to STK for dinner in the Cosmopolitan? <laughs> so they had a DJ at. Okay, obviously STK is like a very trendy restaurant. It's also delicious if you're in the market for a steak. Um, and in Vegas is at the Cosmo, but there are plenty others around the country. Um, they had a. DJ in the restaurant. Kind that's of, kind of a weird play, but that's how trendy this place is. And obviously, he was playing like popular music, which I don't care for. But whatever, the food was great and worth it. Um, my cousin Shout DOS, out to our number one fan, DOS, our number one fan, who was on his way to getting blackout drunk soon. Dinner was at 9 p.m. and Michael fell asleep at the table, and DOS was like in. He was in a mode to get blackout drunk as soon as he can, which didn't come for, like, another 12 hours. But um, he gets up, goes to the bathroom, walks by the DJ booth, (laughs) tells the guy, like, hey, I'll be back in two minutes. I got to talk to you. And the DJ's probably like, who the – why does this handlebar mustache want to talk to me? Um, So he goes to the bathroom, he comes back, and he's like, hey – I need you to play a few songs for me. And the guy was like, um, I don't really take yeah, requests. Yeah, the guy was like, I don't know about that. DOS slaps down 100 bucks, and he goes, ah, first song you need to play right now is Kickstart My Heart. And the guy was like, uh, yeah, okay, I guess we can work something out. And so I'm eating <laughs> I'm eating dessert at our table, and I hear the guitar riff, which sounds like a motorcycle revving, like that was what they wanted to do for the song. Yeah. It's very distinct, and I heard it, and, like, my ears perked up. And I think, like, my Could mouth opened with dessert in my mouth, and I was like, hold on a second. Do I know this song? And is it one of my favorite songs of all time? And I see DOS grinning ear to ear. Yep. And it just, he played Kickstart My Heart. He played, um, what Van Halen song did he, I think he played You Really Got Me Now or, uh, Panama. I don't remember which one it was. I don't, I don't want to. And then he played, I want to say Panama, but. And then he played Sweet Home Alabama. And, 
It depends who you ask there. I think that was $100 well spent. I was very flattered that DOS was ready to throw down 100 bucks to hear one song, which turned into three. Um, DOS might say it wasn't well spent, but uh, either way, the story will live on. Uh, so shout out to DOS, our number one fan. Mike O, our number one falling asleep at a dinner table at 9 p.m. And then our number one DJ fan from STK. Yeah, shout out to that DJ. Um, Being cool with that. One of the biggest things that they left out of this movie, and it would have only taken like two seconds to put it in, but it was a big part of the book that like it's the reason there's a Jack Daniels bottle on the cover and you see it throughout the movie constantly. Uh, Motley Crue was so fucked up at one point, they started mainlining Jack Daniels because they were too fucked up to realize that you can drink it to get drunk. So they thought you had to shoot it up because they were so, like, into heroin at the time. Can you start taking us back to where my car is? Because we are at the lake right now. We just drove to a lake. So Lake Michigan. Yeah, get us get us back to where <laughs> my car is. Uh, but we're doing a sightseeing tour. That was all I had for the dirt. I don't know. Did you have any more for it? No, I think that was pretty. That was a pretty in depth review. Yeah. And shout out shout out to Tony for having the idea for us to review it. Tony, on one of our other top fans. Yeah. The one the. One of our interviews of the Kiss Bowl, the world's biggest Kiss fan, but he's also a big Motley Crue fan. He's met Vince Neil like one or two times before. Um, but Tony was the one who told us, to, he was like, hey, it came out today, or it came out yesterday. You yeah, guys he's should like, you watch guys need it. to watch it. Yeah, and review it on the podcast. So, Tony, this 45 yeah, minutes or however long. He was, was messaging me while we were recording last week. He's like, you guys should review the dirt and then you were like i haven't watched it yet and i was like fuck i'll watch it yeah so it kind of came together organically but thank you to tony for giving us a kick in the ass to do it right away because otherwise you probably wouldn't have done it yeah but long story short worth your time Um, definitely worth a watch yeah i think it's not gonna win an academy award or anything no but and then after you listen to this then you're going into it with what to expect, and you know exactly what to expect, and you, yeah, you enjoy the shit out of it. Maintain proper expectations when you do things in life, and you will enjoy your life a little bit more. So yeah, keep expectations low, and people will e- exceed them. Um, oh, did you hear that Owen Wilson's airline got shut down or closed? I didn't even know he had an airline. Well, so he no. doesn't, but I'm surprised you didn't get this joke because you must not have heard the news. Wow Airlines is oh. now defunct. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so, there it is. Um, it's it's like, fun. yeah, no, I didn't know he had an airline. Yeah, Wow Airline. What the fuck what is, is this, this guy doing? I don't know. Failing miserably. Oh, my God. We need Okay, pull over so we can ask this guy, how dare you? <laughs> Um, so basically, Wow Airlines is like a cheapo airline, blah, 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 and one of their big legs was from the U.S. to Iceland and then to the U.K., so they would do like a, um, 
for like 500 bucks, you can fly from the U.S. to Iceland for and have like a two or three day layover, and then continue on um, to the U.K. and it was like 500 bucks round trip. Um, so pretty good deal. Shocked that they shut down. Um, but I didn't know. Did you know that single aisle airplanes? So airplanes that are like three and three. Yeah. Um, when compared to two aisle airplanes, ones that are like 242 or 343 or like whatever, um, it's not like based on seat numbers, like your price goes up. Like it's just so much of a jump in price to maintain those kinds of airplanes compared to um, yeah, compared, single I mean, it's aisle. Much, it's a much bigger airplane yeah and apparently the failure rate for airlines that go um from single aisle airplanes to double aisle airplanes is with the failure rate within three years is 90 percent wow nine zero okay we can't talk about it anymore because that was the best way to end that segment (laughs) um the next segment we have and i wish it was at a computer so i can give you the full details of this but do you know what rhubarb pie is i mean i've never had it i know what it is what is it because i didn't know i looked it up yesterday well i had kristen look it up yesterday it's just a pie made with rhubarb right do you know what rhubarb is it's a vegetable. Yeah. It's vegetable pie. Yeah. And so they just put like a bunch of sugar in it to make it taste better. So like why not just make a regular fucking pie then? Oh, okay. I see where you're going with yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. upset that they would make a vegetable pie and then dump a bunch of sugar on it to yeah. make it taste if like you a want, regular... Yeah, if you want to make a vegetable just pie... Just make an apple pie? That's fine. But like if you're going to pour a bunch of sugar into it, why don't you use a fruit instead? I was very worked up in bed. This was like how did, minutes. How did you? How did we get to this? Oh, uh, so I was getting ready to watch the dirt. So I was pulling up my Google Doc. You're getting ready with yeah. the rhubarb pie. And Kristen, we were watching an Office episode, and they were talking about like, oh, we'll get you that rhubarb pie. And Pam, because she sucks, is like, oh, the only pie I don't like is rhubarb. And so I was like, hey, Kristen, I hate Pam. I need you to find out what rhubarb pie is. So she looks it up and explains it to me. I was like, God damn it. I hate agreeing with Pam, but here we are. Yeah, fair enough. We can get into my hatred for Pam on a whole nother episode because I can go for an hour on her. Interesting. Yeah. Um, this was from... Oh, Enjoy some that. sunglasses just fell on me from Strive Logistics. These things Shout happen. out our sponsor. Yeah, Strive Logistics. Um, so, this was at breakfast today. Is apple juice the most kid juice out there? Uh, I want to say yeah, but... Because, okay, have you ever seen an adult drink a a glass of apple juice? My brother loves it. That's what I was going to say. I fucking love apple juice. But don't you feel like a kid whenever you ask for a glass of apple juice or pour yourself a glass of apple juice? Well, yeah. It's so it's like you don't feel that way when you make like orange juice or something. No, not really. Yeah, and pineapple juice comes out of a fucking can, so that's very adult to get into. Whoa, what is that plane with the skull and bone crossbones Where? on the tail? Do you oh, see it? Oh shit! Take a picture of that while we're when we start driving. I'll see what I can do under the Tommy E or the Bobby E Thompson Expressway. I'll see what, what 
Uh, yeah, they didn't leave that in the Motley Crue movie either. They bought um, whatever plane that they were touring in. I don't think in. I got it. Whatever. I'll just describe it to everybody. It's a skull and crossbones so- it looks logo. looks like some sort of F-18 Hornet or something. On the tail. Oh, it's the, the Great Lakes Naval Station. That's why. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where are we? Green light. <laughs> keep driving. Um... Should we swing in? Yeah, we'll go say, hey, guys, we're here to we're here to interview the painter of that uh, we plane. We need to drive that plane real quick. Just a quick spin. We'll bring it back in like 20 minutes. I've got thousands of hours on Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, And guys. I've been on pl- plenty of airplanes to know whether or not he's being dangerous or not. <laughs> we're just going to do a quick flyby of the tower, and that's it. Maybe buzz, a buzz little tower. Yeah, maybe a little inversion, I want people's butts! <laughs> Um, so, uh, Motley Crue bought their touring plane, and the first thing they did, they walked to the plane, they were walking to the plane and saw that it was, like, all white, like most planes are, and said, we're not leaving anywhere till that plane is black as night. And so they, they waited, like, five hours while they got a crew out there to spray, spray. it. They spray-painted yeah, the yeah. plane black? Not, not with actual spray paint, but, like, a paint sprayer. It would have been great if they, like, no. like, oh, we need to go to the hardware the, store again. <laughs> 175 rattle cans of matte black. You mean black. a thousand cans? Um, so they took off, and the paint was obviously not dry yet, and landed and had to have it paid to be repainted again because there were all these streaks from when they painted it and then took off, like, hours later. That's like uh, in Lord of War. Oh, yeah, when he paints a new logo on the plane, and then it's, like, dripping wet later yeah. as they take off. And yeah, it's, like, running as they take off. Um, so that's, Shout out to that. So that's settled. Apple juice is the most kid juice out there. I think so, yeah. I think you're probably right on yeah. that. Um, and but then, I still like apple juice. Final topic, and I need your normie opinion on this because you're not really into it, but is... <sighs> has sports gambling gotten <laughs> too mainstream now? Uh... Possibly. I'll tell you what made me think of this. I saw a comment on a thread on Reddit, and what the fuck are you doing? Was that your CB radio? No, I, I that was my your low. Oh, arc. low tire tire no, pressure. fuel level low. Oh, do we need to record this while we get gas? We can. Um. Ooh, we can do a gas station food review to end it. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Take us to a gas station. This is the first time we've forgotten to do a food review, and we can actually go out and get something Take while we're recording. Take us to a gas station. Yeah. Any speedway will be just fine. Uh, so, yeah, I think with, like, the... Is that a speedway That right is there? a speedway. Yeah. Go left right. here. Um, I think with, like, how easy it is to gamble, like, online now... Yeah. It's... It, it has become very mainstream um like you don't have to deal with like some sketchy bookie who like operates out of the back of a deli or something which by the way bookies now are so easy to operate with because they take venmo (laughs) like you don't which i don't know how they don't get their account shut down because like they have like a flux of money coming in and like are never sending money out yeah but i mean venmo's not they're obviously not like they don't give a shit. They're, yeah, like you're using Venmo. They're like, great. We're gonna do a podcast in like a year and just talk about how all these bookies got their account <laughs> shut down and money seized because they freeze. They they'll freeze your bank account that's linked to it. Ooh, Speedway is now hiring. By the way, oh, we should go inquire should we on air. Um, 
but uh, apply within. Yeah, the reason that like it made me think of it is because I saw a comment, and it was about an over under. Which for those of you who don't know, an over under is like okay, over under how many Speedway roller dogs I can eat in one sitting, and like we'll set the line at like a reasonable number, like five and a half. So if I eat six, you choose the over. If I eat five or less, you choose the under. Very simple. Easy. Well, all these people are like over under what kind of car is this guy gonna buy and you're like uh that's not how that's, it works sir what yeah all right let's go in pause this and then we'll go get some food okay. and then we'll come come back to finish this okay uh we'll be back go ahead okay we're pulling out of the speedway parking lot now we have a bag of Biggs sunflower seeds and they are Taco Bell branded Taco Supreme sunflower seeds, which I guess I wish I read the bag a little closer because I sure hope it's not like sour cream flavored because I might not like that. <laughs> um, let me just take a quick handful, put them in my mouth. Why don't you take some handful while you're driving? <laughs> Safety is always of the utmost concern here on the I've Heard It Both Ways podcast. Hmm. So, it tastes very good. Like, I want to... Sw Do you spit the seeds or swallow seeds? Well, I'm right now I'm eating the whole thing. Yeah, I want to eat the whole thing, but I don't care for um, how they exit me. Oh. So I, I crack the, I, I eat the seed and spit the shell, like most people do. I do um, that if I'm outside. Yeah, I have a little empty body armor spitter. Um, so I'm a fan. Yeah, I like these, them. These they're are, good. They're very dangerous. They're very good. I'm gonna eat that whole bag. I exactly like. I will be taking the bag home, and it will probably be empty by the time I get home. <laughs> so that's a solid review for those. Yeah, uh, those are a buy. So this Definitely is... Definitely a buy. I, I saw you take a picture of them. Yeah, we're going to post to the Instagram. Put that on the Instagram. Biggs Brand. Ooh. So, yeah, a little wet in here. <laughs> um, Biggs is the brand that, like, they have bigger sunflower seeds than, like, Daisy and the other companies. Yeah. Um... Taco Supreme, Taco Bell branded, uh, very good. Definitely buy it if you are in the gas. This is the first like must that, that, buy. We've I was had. gonna say that. I think that's the first review that we've done. We're like, yep. Yeah, if you can buy them. Yeah, if you're getting gas this week, um, stop and buy these. Stop into a Speedway, pick them up. And if you work for Big, sponsor the podcast because we like. We've had a positive experience with the product, and we'd yeah. love to push it for exactly. you. Exactly. Um, I think that I don't know how long we've been recording. I don't know how long we've been driving around. Well, um, but how far are we from the gun range? Um, we're not that far. It's just a weird area. Okay, good. Um, so why don't we? As I'm trying to not spill your sunflower, the sunflower seeds all over your car. Yeah. Um, why don't we wrap it up and call it a day? Go see the dirt. Go buy these sunflower seeds. And keep um, listening to the podcast. Yeah, do us a favor and leave us a fucking review. Five stars. 
Yeah, five stars, but leave leave fucking five star review. Leave a review. You can trash <laughs> us and say how you don't like us, but you love everything we talk about. Yeah, you can um, talk shit about or us. you like us and hate everything we talk about. Yeah. We don't care. Either way, just five star reviews. Just leave leave a review, yep. and we'll read it on the podcast. And if I know you, I'll text you about it. If I don't know you, email us at ihibw69 or slide into our, G, our, our DMs on our Instagram. GMs. Yeah, our GMs on Instagram. Uh, IHIBW and we will we'll, we have to record early next week because you're going to be out of town and we have Exotica so um, we'll do an Exotica preview and um, that's it yeah so yeah wow so now Motley Crue yeah this is, we're going to kickstart my heart right no uh, no we need to I want to save that because it's such a good song ooh Scooter's Hot Dogs shout out Scooter I don't think he listens but Maybe he will now. Yeah. Um, we should do like live wire or something. Live wire was a big part of the movie. So. Yeah, we could do live. We'll, yeah, we'll do live wire. Maybe we'll do them both. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. All well, right. We'll see what happens. Okay. Bye. Little bit better than you